the right not to remain silent. That's good. Um, so bedrock truths, I like to go over these just because it's, I like to hear them. Uh, number one, God cannot lie. It's impossible. His word is true. We can trust him. Thank God. There's somebody we can trust. Amen. Uh, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. As he is right now, so are we. Right? He's seated upon the right-hand side of the Father, and what? So are we. Woo-hoo! <laughs> God is for us, and he is not against us. That is good news. So, you know, you think about this. I got this when, um, when, you, get under, when you get arrested. I don't know if you've ever been, but you watch it on TV. It says, you have the right to remain silent. That's what they say when they cuff you. You got the right to remain silent. In other words, shut up. But born-again, spirit-filled believers have the right not to remain silent. See, when we become arrested by sickness or disease, lack, poverty, whatever, you, whatever situation that you find yourself in, you need to talk yourself out of that situation by talking to the situation. This is why you have the right not to remain silent. You got to say something. You have to say something. Let's go to Romans 10, chapter 6, please. King James, woo! I'll do it. Woo! I'm not scared. Romans 10, verse 6. King James. Hallelujah. Are you there? All right. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Don't say in your heart, who shall ascend to heaven, or that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall ascend to the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? What saith it? What are you saying about these it's in your life? Well, the word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Well, I don't believe in that word of faith stuff. Well, he does. <laughs> and he said, this is what we preach. Number nine, verse nine. If you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. <laughs> and verse 10. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation or towards your salvation, into your salvation. Now you look up the word salvation in the Greek and the soteria, which is de deliverance. Uh, preservation of material and temporal deliverance from danger. There's some crazy stuff out there, and it's good to know that we have uh, his salvation package operating and operating in, in our lives. Amen. And it says deliverance from danger and apprehension. I looked up that word ap apprehension because there's a lot of people that are um, through this whole COVID thing. You see a lot of apprehension on people, and that is anxiety or fear that something bad or unpleasant is going to happen. And you see, you can see, like, Fear is seen on people, and I mean, they're vibrating with it, and the, the anxiety or fear that something bad or unpleasant will happen, and uh, it's, it's, it's like, whoa, 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 okay, let's, let's, let me help you with this stuff, and so joy, soft answers turn away wrath, right, and you give people a soft answer, and you give people a happy answer and try to get them out of that situation and snap them out of that apprehension thing, right? So um, salvation is you're kept in safety and you're kept in health. Deliverance from molestation of enemies. You won't be molested by anybody. Of the present experience of God's power to deliver from the bondage of sin. His, come on, he's got, 
the present experience of God's power to deliver from the bondage of sin, to experience his power to deliver. Come on, we experience his power all the time here, right? And, and we, 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 you know, because when he's here, you know he's here, right? Even if you don't feel it, you still know that he's here. There's evidence of his goodness all over our lives. Just look around. We're blessed. We're highly favored. Well, that's his goodness. Amen. We just sang that song tonight. Jordan song. Yeah. Come on. Jordan did good. That was really cool. And like we just were, we worked on it last night. First time. And he, I mean, you know, praise God. He nailed it. It was so good. Uh, Romans 10 uh, verse 11. For the scripture says, Who, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. So many people are, are walking in so much shame now. But it says, if you believe in him, you won't be ashamed. There is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Well, we're going to call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that word saved is sozo, which means to be saved, delivered, protected, healed, preserved, to do well, and to be made whole. I like that. Wholeness. Wholeness. Um, Romans, 8, or Romans 10, verse 8 to 12 in the Message Bible. And the massage, it says, so what exactly was Moses saying? The word that saves is right here, as near as a tongue in your mouth, as close as a heart in your chest. It's the word of faith that welcomes God to go to work and set things right for us. Isn't that something? I like that. It, it allows God to go to work and to set things right for us. Oh, we're not worthy. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. He's doing it for us. This is the core of our preaching. Verse 9, say the welcoming word to God, Jesus is my master, embracing body and soul, God's work of doing in us what he did in raising Jesus from the dead, which is powerful. If, Je if he can raise Jesus from the dead, he can raise us out of the ashes, he can raise us out of debt, he can raise us out of sickness, he can raise us out of being, you know, out of anything that we're going through. He's big enough to do it. That is, you're not doing anything. You're simply calling out to God. <laughs> That's all we got to do. Call out. Trusting him to do it for you, that's salvation. Verse 10, with your whole being, you embrace God setting things right. And then you say it right out loud. Again, you have the right not to remain silent. You got to say this out loud. God has set everything right between him and me. We're, we're okay. God, we're okay. We're cool. Uh-huh. And in Acts 2.21, don't turn there. It just, it's just one line. It shall come to pass. I love that. How many times in the Bible, it shall come to pass? Five words that are very, very <laughs> near and dear to me. It shall come to, it shall. It doesn't say it might, or I hope it happens for you. No, it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we qualify because we're whosoever's. Amen. Mark 11, 22, 20 to 24. King James, John. King John, James. Yes, sir. Verse 22, Jesus answered and said unto him, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, how many times do they talk about whosoever? Are they trying to get something across to us? You think? Yeah. Yeah. Whosoever. That means it's open. Invitation. Whosoever, willsoever. 
Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. He shall have whatsoever we, he says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Look how many times saying, saith, is mentioned. Right? got to say it, say it, say it, say it, say it, and believe is only a couple times. But there's more saying because you have to renew your mind by what you say. Right? When you hear yourself say it, it's like when you do your confessions, you say them out loud so you can hear it. Because why? Uh, somebody can say a confession over you and they're not going to believe it, but you're going to believe it more if it's coming out of your mouth, right? With your voice, right? Because it goes from your head to your heart, from your heart to your head, to your head to your heart. Then all of a sudden, one day, bing, revelation comes and there you go. And then you're just, okay, now I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's the way it works. That's the law of faith. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, please. Am I going too fast? I'm just, I'm excited. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 4, 13, King James. We having the same spirit of faith. Say same. same. Say it really loud so it sounds like the place is full. Same. same. There you go. According as it is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. speak. Amen. Message says, we're not keeping this quiet. Not on your life. Just as the psalmist who wrote, I believe it, so I said it. We say what we believe. We say what we believe. Sometimes we say what we believe when it shouldn't be saying it. <laughs> and then sometimes when we should be saying it, we don't say it. But we're learning. That's a thing. That's a, that's a cool thing about this because we get it uh, every day. We get another opportunity to say it again. Say it again. Say it again. And we just keep on saying until we get it. Amen. Um, verse 130, uh, Psalms 139, verse 14, please. King James, 139, 14. It says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows right well. Right some well. <laughs> you think it's from Newfoundland? Right well. Right some well, my son. How many times you see it in the Bible? My son, my son, my son. He said, I praise you. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works <laughs> that my soul knows right well. New Living says, I thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. He's talking about himself, right? Again, you have the right not to remain silent. You need to be saying some stuff over yourself. Message, I thank you, high God. You're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. Mm -mm -mm. Lip prints in the mirror. I am marvelous, marvelous, extra A's on the marvelous, right? I'm marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. Look at what you made. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah, right? That's what he did. So I, I, I had this side note that I, that I uh, is a thought that came. We are made in his image and in his likeness. So to say anything less than what the Lord has created us to be would, would not be acceptable. How many people do you know that say, I'm just? I hate that word, just. I'm just dot, dot, dot. 
or I'm only dot, dot, dot. No, you're wonderfully complex. <laughs> so to say anything less than that is not acceptable. So if somebody starts cutting themselves down, that's not acceptable. <laughs> what are you saying? We are righteous. We are blameless. blameless, And as he, Jesus is, so are we. Well, that's what he's saying in a nutshell. So are we. Let's go to Luke chapter 5, verse 12. I feel like it's, it's, like, I'm te- it's like a teaching time or something. Yeah, it's good. Bible study. We're going to get this. Luke 5, 12. King James. Sir John. And it came to pass when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy. And the new living, it says that it was an advanced case, meaning that he was almost dead, running sores, missing digits, rotting flesh all over his body, and he was forbidden by law to even get close to people. Who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, he had to say something. He had the right not to remain silent, so he said something. Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. He put forth his hand and he touched him, saying, I see Jesus had to say something. He said, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. New Living says in verse 13, Jesus reached out and he touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Be healed. Be blessed. Be prosperous. Same faith, is it not? (laughs) Passion says this in 5.13. Jesus reached out and touched him and said, of course I'm willing to heal you. I like that. Of course. What's the matter with you? Of course I'm going to do it. And now you will be healed. And now you will be healed. Instantly the leprous sores were healed and his skin became smooth. I like that. And now you're going to be healed. There was no doubt in his mind. There was no doubt in his thinking. There's no doubt. There's there's nothing to doubt here. Nothing to question. And now, right now, as of this minute, boom, you're healed. I love that. Um, I'm going to read Mark 10, uh, verses 46 to uh, 52 in the Passion, Passion translation, please. This is really good. Sometimes the longer stories in a, in a different translation like this make it um, easy so that we can get it. Um, okay, in verse 46, when Jesus and his disciples had passed through Jericho, a large crowd joined them. Upon leaving the village, a man, a blind beggar sitting on the side of the road named Bartimaeus, son of Timai. And verse 47, when he heard that Jesus from Nazareth, Nazareth was passing by, he began to shout. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me now in my affliction. Heal me. I like that. Have mercy on me now. Heal me. And those in the crowd, verse 48, were indignant and scolded him for making so much a disturbance. <laughs> Shut up! But he kept shouting with all his might. Son of David, have mercy on me now and heal me. He wasn't asking. He was claiming his covenant right. He had the right not to be silent, and he took it. He stood on that. 
Mm -hmm. So Jesus, verse 49, Jesus stopped and said, call him to come to me. So they went to the blind man and said, have courage, get up. Jesus is calling for you. One minute they're going to cuss you out. The next minute they're, look at that. He called you. He called your name. Hey, you're up. You're up. You're up. That's you. You're next. (laughs) (laughs) That's people. One minute they're going to, they're hooraying you. The next minute they're going to say, crucify him. Fickle. Fickle. So, verse 50. So he threw off his beggar's cloak and jumped up and made his way to Jesus. What uh, the ultimate sign of faith. Because he had the clothing of a beggar. He had the clothing of somebody that was destitute, blind, messed up. He threw that off. Why? Because he knew. He wasn't coming back to put those clothes on. He wouldn't put that, he wouldn't put that cloak back on him again. He said, no, 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 I'm throwing this thing off. Uh, no, no, nope, I'm done. I'm done with this. He threw off his beggar's cloak. I bet you he just took that thing and just uh, threw it. Spiked that thing, right? And he, and he jumped up and made his way to Jesus. Verse 51, Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? If Jesus was here right now, what would you say to him if he asked you that same question? What do you want him to do for you right now? Well, Lord, world peace. (laughs) Feed all the little children of the world. No, no, no. He made it personal. What do you want me to do for you? The man replied, my master, please let me see again. Boom. Jesus responded, your faith heals you. Go in peace with your sight restored. Okay, number one, go in peace. Because you could tell his peace was disturbed. So he dealt with the first thing first, was his peace. Because you would have thought he would have dealt with the blindness first, because that's what you, can, what, he, what you can see, what he can't see. But the fact that he was disturbed, he was so disturbed, he wouldn't have been able to receive the healing for blindness until he received his peace. There is a succession that God works with, and he does things in order. And he gets to the root first. And the root was, it's like, you know, when he shows up, what, what's the first thing, he, you know, or an angel shows up, the first thing they do is fear not, get, rid, get the fear out so you, there's room for you to expand a capacity to receive more of who he is. And once, he, once the peace came, his capacity was expanded and the healing was inevitable. It had to happen. He says, your faith heals you. Go in peace with your sight restored. And all at once, a man's eyes opened. He could see again. And he began at once to follow Jesus, walking down the road with him. So he was walking with him. He got healed. How many people have you seen uh, through, uh, over the years? People get healed. People get blessed. And, and they stop walking with Jesus. They don't continue down the road with him. It's like, okay, I got my stuff. See ya. Not us. No, no, no. No, we cling. We're clingers. Yeah, we do. We cling to him. Here's something. Instead of telling Bartimaeus what to do, Jesus let Bartimaeus tell him what to do. It's not something. Instead of Jesus telling Bartimaeus what to do, Jesus allowed Bartimaeus to tell him what to do. And immediately he did what Bartimaeus said. Why? 
He, he stood on his covenant right. He exercised his right not to remain silent. And Jesus blessed him for that. And he blesses us for the same thing. When we stand on, on, the, on his word, on his promises, and say, hey, you know what? We're not going to be silent about this thing. You said I can be healed. I thank you for my healing. You said I can be blessed financially. I thank you for my finances getting blessed. You, you know, you said my family be delivered. I thank you. My, all my children are delivered and they're, and they're saved and they're serving you. Right? Amen. I'm standing on it. <laughs> glory to God. I guess I am. And I shall see the, the glory of the Lord in the land of the living while I'm alive. It's not going to happen after I'm gone. Are you kidding me? No, no, I have the right not to remain silent. I'm taking it. Amen. See, the righteous shall be delivered. They're, that's mine. Don't mess with my stuff. <laughs> Luke 7, chapter 1, New Living Translation, please. Talk about the faith of the, uh, uh, the Roman officer, the title says. And in verse 1, it says, When Jesus finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. And at that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. Verse 3, when the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish leaders to ask him to come to heal his slave. And so they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anybody deserves your help, he does, they said, for he loves the Jewish people, even built a synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to, the, to, to, to say, Lord... Don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I'm not worthy of such an honor. Verse 7, I'm not even worthy to come and meet you, but just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. He exercised his right not to remain silent. He said, say the word from where you are. And verse, uh, verse 8, I know this because I'm under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go when they go, or come and they come. And if they say to my slaves, do this, they do it. And Jesus said, uh, when he heard this, he was amazed. He was amazed. Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And verse 10, when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. Why? He said to Jesus, just say the word. Again, he did what Jesus told him to do. And it wasn't just, he, and he didn't do it flippantly as if to say, well, you know, Jesus, you can do blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. He's, he said, listen, I'm under authority. And if you say that word, I know it's going to be done. Same thing with us. Matthew 8, 8, same story. The centurion said, and this is the King James, Lord, I'm not worried that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only. If we did that, speak the word only, Everything will happen. Good for us, right? So what the people said, that's what Jesus did. What, what Bartimaeus said, excuse me, Bartimaeus said he wanted to, see G, wanted to see, and Jesus gave it to him immediately. The leper said, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus said, I will. And immediately he was cleansed. Then centurion said, speak the word only, and immediately the servant was healed. And it seems like after the word was spoken, there was an immediate reaction after the word was spoken, and we can get our faith and our expectation to the fact that there should be some immediately starting to happen in our lives. Now that we know, we speak the word, and we're, we're looking for some immediate reaction from what we say. Jesus said, we'll say what we have. We can have what we say, but so many times we're saying what we have. I know that. 
And we're, we're working on that, right? We're working on that because that's what it says, renew your mind. It's daily, right? And so, okay, yeah, we, we said the wrong thing yesterday. So what? We get a free start today. This is the day the Lord has made, this day, right? This day. I'm going to rejoice and be glad I'm, I'm in this day, not yesterday. That was that day. I'm going to live in this day. You cannot change that day. That was yesterday, right? So that's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Um, Mark 4.23, Living Bible. No, okay. Actually, no, we, can, we, we have time. Uh, King James 4.23. It says, if any man has ears to hear, let him hear. He wasn't talking about their physical ears. Everybody's got ears. And he said unto them, take heed to what you hear. With what you measure you meet, it shall be measured to you. Uh, and, that, um, and you that hear shall be more given. For he that has to him shall be given. And he that has not from him shall be taken, even which that which he hath. That is some good English right somewhere. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. Living Bible says this, verse 23. If you have ears, listen. Thank you. <laughs> Why didn't you say that before? <laughs> Get those heeds and stuff anyway. Okay, but here it is, verse 24. Be sure to put into practice what you hear. Isn't that simple? Put into practice what you hear. The more you do this, the more you will understand what I tell you. See? Practice, understand. Practice, understand. The more you practice, the more you're going to understand, right? It's one, two, one. It's like when you're learning to dance. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. The old two-step, right? Mm -hmm. To him who has shall be given. From him who has not shall be taken away even what he has. Why? Because if you don't practice it, you lose it, right? If you ever, you know, anybody that played baseball, you go to the batting cage and, um, you know, the first time up from, from, you know, taking a break from the batting cage, you're going you're gonna to strike out a lot. But then you get your rhythm. One, two, one, two, one, two. It's like even, you know, playing an instrument. If you don't practice, you lose it. But you don't lose it forever because all you got to do is just pick it up and start practicing again. One, two, one, two. And Psalms 107 verse 20, it says that he sent his word and he healed them. He sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Why? Because he, he sent his word. What? You know, he had the right not to remain silent. So do we. Mark 4, 23, uh, Passion Translation. Mark 4, 23 of the Passion It says, if you understand, working on it? Okay, not a problem. I'm in no rush. No, passion. Okay, yeah. Uh, 23. Did I give you 23? Oh. <laughs> you didn't know, John. <laughs> okay, it says in, in, uh, in uh, verse 23, if you understand what I'm saying, you need to respond. If you understand what the Lord is saying, you need to respond. Right? And it's not just by, no, you need to say something. 
Then he said unto them, Be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear. For as you do, more understanding will be given to you. And according to the depth of your longing to understand. So you got to want to do that. This is why we come to church on Thursdays. This is why we come to church on Sundays. And, and, and all the different meetings that we have, the men's meetings, the women's meetings. Why? The more that we hear, the more that we're going to understand. And according to the depth of your longing to understand, much more will be added to you. So we study, what? To show ourselves approved. Why? So more can be added to us. For those who listen with open hearts will receive more, will receive more revelation, but those who don't listen with open hearts will lose what little they think they think they have. That's why you hear, you know, some of these people, well, God doesn't heal today. I tried that faith stuff. I tried it. Didn't work for me. I said a couple of chandelabras. I don't see no power. Praise the Lord. Right? Uh, Luke 17, verse 12, please. King James. Verse 12, Luke 17. As he entered into a certain village, I love this, there met him uh, 10 men who were, that were lepers, which stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They had the right not to remain silent, and they took it. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. It came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, I wonder what he saw. Stuff started, stopped oozing, running, that kind of thing. Dried up. And he turned back with a loud voice. He glorified God. Verse 16. He fell flat. He fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, for he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, <laughs> the Samaritans, wow. The Jews hated the Samaritans, but the Samaritans were the ones that were just mm, mm, mm. astonished Jesus because of their faith. And Jesus answered and saying, were, were there not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? There are not found, uh, there are not found that return to give glory to God, but the stranger. And he said to him, rise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. That means whole. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing wanted, nothing needed, which means all of the digits came back to him. So those other guys might have been healed, so they weren't oozing and, and dripping and all that stuff. But this guy, anything that fell off came back on, which is cool because you saw those, you know, you see the pictures of, of the people in the leper colonies and like their, their, their fingers are, they stop here, their toes, they stop like there, like the stuff, like it's not, it's just not there. Their nose is sunken in. And so all of a sudden, this guy, because he gave glory to God and he worshiped Jesus, everything came back. So what happens when we worship Jesus and we give glory to God? Absolutely, everything that is missing gets returned. Mm -hmm. Can you handle a couple more? Oh, it's only 8 o'clock. It's early. Uh, Revelation chapter 12, please. Verse 10. Revelation 12, 10. And we're going into King James. Revelation 12, verse 10. Are you ready? 
And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accuses them before our God day and night. Satan's MO, right? He's the accuser. Verse 11, and they, us, we, here, today, overcame him, who? The devil, by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Amen. So what happened? They spoke their breakthrough. We speak our breakthrough, right? By the blood, you know, because we overcome by the word of our testimony, speaking our breakthrough. Pastor Gary sent me this article years ago from the Temple Institute, and it's called Positivity in the Holy Temple. Positive speech. It says this, do not underestimate the power of your own words. What comes out of your mouth shapes who you are. Negative words bring on negativity. Positive words make our world better. How many people are just just shooting off at the mouth? Either they're vaxxed or anti-vaxxed. They're this or they're that. And it's like, I'm for this person. I'm for that. I'm, you know, I, I, I serve Peter. I serve Paul. I serve Apollos. Who cares? Negative words bring on negativity. Positive words make our world better. Guard your tongue and it will guard you. And know that only good comes of talking to God when you pray and you speak the word. This is not something. And it goes right along with Proverbs 4.20. My son, attend to my words. Incline uh, your ear into my sayings. Incline. Listen. Linda, listen. Listen, Linda. They'll be back soon. Can't wait. Verse 21. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for their life unto those that find them. Health unto all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Issues. (laughs) hallelujah Micah chapter 7 verse 7 and 8 King James Micah I used to do you know what I used to because you know um, when I when I got saved um, they go into these little minor prophets and, and you're trying to find them and I'd sit there and flip 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 and I think it'd be around about that thick on the Bible and just open it and then read it. <laughs> yeah. But if you, you know, and just, you know, look down and shake your head like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm right there. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to do that. I, hey, I still do it. Come on. Sometimes you can't, you know, just can't find it. Yeah. But verse seven, it says, therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. See, when you know that. And so then he says, rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Job. Job 32. Just a couple more verses. And we're just getting ready to close this up. But Job 32, verse 15, New Living Translation, please. NLT. <clears throat> now, we have the right not to remain silent. But what happens when you do remain silent? Because there are times when we do. You ever get mad? Like, you know, when you get mad, especially at your spouse, what's the first thing you do? 
Say nothing. Silent treatment. Because I don't want to say, no, I got nothing to say. <laughs> well, I do, but you don't want to hear it. So I didn't say nothing, right? What, am I the only one? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Y'all need to come up here and repent right now. And get the oil. Because you know, you know you're, you lie and fry. Yeah. <laughs> Job 32, verse 15. You sit there baffled with nothing more to say. Should I continue to wait now that you're silent? Must I also remain silent? He says, no, I will say my peace. I will speak my mind. Verse 18, for I am full of pent up words and the spirit within me urges me on. I can't help it. I'm like a cask of wine without a vent, like a new wineskin ready to burst. Bam, the message. Verse 17, <laughs> now I'm ready to speak my piece. That's right. It's my turn and it's about time. I've got a lot to say and I'm bursting to say it. The pressure has built up like lava beneath the earth. I'm a volcano ready to blow. I have to speak. I have no choice. I have to say what's on my heart and I'm going to say it straight. The truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Woo, Jesus. And he will. Amen. He will help you. So you can't stay silent. <laughs> Why? Because this word is shut up like a fire in your bones, right? For Jeremiah 29, last, two ver last verse, two verses. Jeremiah 20, verse 9, King James. You ever get mad at God? Again, it's another opportunity. It's open. Repent. Stop your lying. Then I said, I'll not make mention of him. I am not going to talk about God. I am not preaching to anybody about God. He made me mad. Not saying nothing. What, I'm the only one? Seriously? You, oh, come on. Come on. I said, I'll not make mention of him nor speak anymore in his name. But... His word was in my heart as a burning fire, shot up in my bones. I was weary with forbearing. I could not stay. Message. But if I say forget it, no more God messages from me. I quit. I'm not saying nothing. I have been there. But I've been on the other side. The words are a fire in my belly. I'm burning in my bones. I'm worn out trying to hold it in. I cannot do it any longer. Right? Amplify says, I cannot contain it any longer. I can't help myself. I have to go and preach to somebody, somewhere, somehow. <laughs> yeah, and I did. How did I know it was going to make me feel better? I didn't know, but it did. Still does. Last verse. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Please, King James. And then we're going to close. Um, it says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Why? Because you have the right not to remain silent so that both you and your seed may live. Now, say this with me because we're saying some stuff, right? Today, I am victorious, God's favor and success are for me today, not tomorrow, 
not yesterday. Today, I will experience what God has for me. Today, I can do what God says. Today, I can have what God says. Today, I can rise up and be who God says I am. Today, I can live life to the full. Today, I can live in victory. This is the day the Lord has made. I'll rejoice. And I'm glad. I'm not sad. I'm not mad anymore. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.